Brain Candy Podcast, oh. episode 769, at long last. Sarah's nice. been waiting for this moment. 69, every time. <laughs> oh, hello, it is really hello. funny to me. Happy December. Winding uh, it down. Like we're winding, winding the down. year down. Thank goodness. I'm ready for this year to be over. I don't know why. <laughs> you, you know, know what? What, if, what, what? I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Remember how I said, like, we keep getting messages from people being like, it's been a rough year. Oh, yeah. It's, people are not okay. It it, fe- it felt like a, in a weird way, like a filler year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like not a, a year where, like a limbo year. Where I'm like, oh, I just got to get through, like, get through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of stuff that was, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Bo passed away. It was just like, Aww. you know, like a little humps to get over. Like, ugh, just got to get well, over Well, I mean, I can see why. I guess that's life. Down. Yeah. It's life, I guess. That's life. I just feel optimistic about the new year. You always do. I know. It's my greatest gift and greatest curse. What the heck? <laughs> really? You feel like good good days ahead? Yeah. That's so nice. I do. I do. Okay. I got surgery coming up in January. I mean, what's better like, than that? <laughs> what's better than that? I'm going to get, I, I can, I'm going to maybe not have pain. That's awesome. Yeah. So I feel like that, that is good. Yeah, you're about to have your last ever period. Yeah, maybe. What do you wait? You cannot have it after, right? Well, I don't know if they're going to give me a hysterectomy yet. Oh, they don't God know. damn they it! Have... If they go in there and take some stuff, but not the stuff that makes the period, I would actually be <laughs> mad. I'd be like, "You left? Like, what that? the hell?" Because <laughs> yeah. oh, that yeah. is no fun. But yeah. I mean, I get why it's important. Right. It's all that. I don't want all the stuff that comes. Okay, with so blah, it'll blah, be a surprise blah, party. So. We'll, yeah, we'll it is. Know. It's kind of a surprise party. They just schedule for the worst and then hope for the best. Is kind of the thing. Oh my god, what's your prediction? I well, like we just said, oh, I'm no. usually pretty optimistic. You're like they're not going to find My prediction, anything. yeah, my prediction is that they're going to go and they're going to be like, what? There's nothing here. I was all fuss about. Right. That's my friction slash greatest fear. But I already, I already discussed that with the doctor and he says that is every woman's fear. And that is because you guys are not believed when you, and you're told that it's nothing for so many years. And so you feel like, oh, it's probably nothing. But he said, I can see on this ultrasound, this does not go away, (laughs) but just by itself. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know there is something, but. Make say. sure you weigh yourself beforehand. Right? That's what... I, and I was going to go... So I had, like, saved up some money at, because I haven't bought clothes since pre-pandemic. So I, had like, saved up <laughs> some money and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go buy myself some new clothes. And by new, I mean probably from Poshmark. And uh, then it crossed my mind that I have... My body has changed so much because of weird bloating and... and things growing inside me that, and I, I should not be investing in. Yeah. Yeah. It's not time. You can do time. that afterwards. Right. So fun. that was, so I was like, okay, springtime it is. We're going to, yeah, that yeah we're going to wait like because reward. I'm pretty sure like, even if it's just a little bit, they're taking parts out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So for sure. There you go. There you go. Okay. That's my story about the inside of my body and That's this awesome. upcoming year. <laughs> That's Thank why you for she's listening. optimistic. That's why I'm optimistic. How are you feeling about the new year? Mm, 
pretty good, actually. Oh, have you been thinking about your uh, theme for mm-hmm. 2024? Yeah, I have. Do you have I have something? a whole speech prepared. Oh, me. I can't wait. <laughs> Whenever I announce it. This is very exciting. It is. It, well, I guess it's not totally determined yet, but it's been a hard choice. I've been thinking right. a lot about it. It's really not easy to choose a theme. Well, yeah, after so many good ones, how do you follow up <laughs> laughter and music and adventure? <laughs> yeah, right. For real, it, it is going downhill. <laughs> well, because, like, the point of the theme had always been, like, instead of resolution, I'm going to make a theme because then I'll know I'll do it. It won't be right. like, oh, no, I have to, like, you know, exercise or do something hard. It's, like, something I look forward to doing. Right. Psycho like well, like at a certain point though you have to realize like especially since i'm in the pump club oh yeah oh that if you want to be useful you you do have to do hard things so you do i'm keeping that in mind when i choose my theme hard things are only hard when they well that's not true they can be hard all the time but they are only Mm, scary or uncomfortable, maybe a little bit, or they're more uncomfortable in the beginning before you get in the habit when you haven't been doing those things. Like adventure, I feel like if you were, if I were to ask you like three years ago about adventure, you would have been like, <laughs> we don't do that. Mm, yeah, and then now you're like the most excited ever about adventure. Yes. Well, whatever I choose, it will be something that I'm confident that I can fulfill. I oh, am not interested good. in empty promises in any right. area of my life. I hate that. Right. Um, so if I commit to something, I'm doing it. Yeah, you are very good at that. So stand by. Well, I look forward to the speech. What about yours? I don't know. I'm going to probably just steal something like one of yours. <laughs> that's great. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, that's realistic. Yeah, right? This, that seems separate. Didn't I uh, uh, pick like being ground, like grounding last yes, year? Yes, you did. Like being, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I have... I, you did that. You've lived longer at that address than you have for like anywhere in 10 yes, years or something. That's frankly. true. I think I am coming up on over a year of living here. Yeah. So let's I'm not have to renew my, ne- my lease with Eli. You did? No, I should though. Okay. Yeah. I tell him not, that. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. The The... Price of rent is going up, up, up yeah. by the day. So I, and this is a good location. I got to lock this shit in. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. I don't want to count your chickens, but right. one thing I know for sure in the new year is that yeah. we will be eating wild grain bread. Duh. Because I, I make a resolution to, to eat more, more, bread. more bread, more carbs in general. Soup and, season. Yes. Yeah, soup season. And wild grain bread is delicious. It comes to your door frozen. And it's not just bread. It's pasta and pastries and stuff. And you can, you know, um, customize the box to be, if you only want pastries, knock yourself out. Yeah. Have that be your freaking holiday gift. That is a great holiday gift. And I like like when people give bread as holiday gifts. That's really nice. It is yeah. nice. Yeah. Thank this is a way you. to have fresh baked bread. Your whole entire house will smell like a bakery. It's amazing. It's amazing. And 
you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box box when you go to wildgreen.com slash brain candy to start your subscription. You heard me free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgreen.com slash brain candy. That's wildgreen.com slash brain candy. Or you can use promo code brain candy at checkout. Mm, bread. Bread. Alrighty. Um, first up on my list, I did watch uh, Mike, Mike Berbiglia's new <gasps> comedy special. Oh, gosh, it looks so good. As the old man in the pool, it's exquisite. Oh, I love him. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I just never got into him, but I watched it and it was, it was masterful. Really? Yeah, it was. I love how you say that. Okay. Tell me, let's break it down. Tell me. Okay. Well, the premise is he's 44. He's my age and he is approaching mortality. And so his dad had a heart attack at 56 and his grandfather had a heart attack at 56. And so that's sort of the backdrop for the whole Mm. situation. And so he is coping with the fact that he can't sort of skate by. He's at an age where like, you got to like decide, are you going to make some good choices or not? And so he's in the framework is that he's talking to his physician, but it keeps flashing back to like stories of his childhood and funny, obviously stories of like his life. And then it would always come back to back in the doctor's office. And so it was really created, uh, in a clever way. And then it was just a laugh a minute. It really was one of my favorite bits was, um, relatable as they often are where when you're growing up and like you judge somebody's, um, wealth on mm-hmm. s- silly stuff. You know how, like I thought red lobster was like the <laughs> yeah, pinnacle yeah. of extravagance. Yeah. yeah I thought so, having a phone in your own room made you rich. Yeah. Stuff like that. The, the yeah. smallest of things can like, feel whoa, like indicative of something very big. And he yeah. said, yeah, this guy, we went to his house and we knew he was rich because instead of having just like a doorbell ding dong, it was like, ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ding dong, ding. And I was like, I have experienced that where if someone has like an elaborate doorbell, you're like, whoa, whoa. It's like old money or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, stuff like this. that. Funny how that doesn't work the same for the, uh, the old car horn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why can't we customize? We have long like lobbied for this and there has been no movement but he actually discussed the thing i talk about about embalming and how like really that's still how this is going we're still doing that and it's still awful and people look like garbage yeah and he said like people should be taxidermied in like a pose where like they're catching like a football or like doing something like really yeah uh it was i see a wax museum and i raise you yeah the taxidermy taxidermy hall of fame yeah i always know when something's great though when i make adam watch it after i've completed it oh nice test where i'm like okay Okay. now you gotta watch it okay this is this this sounds good because we need like an afternoon eli is very like sick sick you know and you're like 
not uh, getting off the couch kind of sick. Oh, no. And, and, and he needs, I think, laughter is the best medicine. After oh, my gosh, medicine, he'll love course. it. So I feel like we have to watch this. And it's about being sick and, like, so... I will say that there, because it's about like existential stuff, there are like, it's punctuated with like very somber, like gets quiet and then it is funny again. So well, there are I like those that. It's like, yeah. that's, that's kind of like, um, what's her name that we love so much? Heather. No. Hannah. Gats- Hannah Gatsby. Yeah. But it's more, it's funnier than that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, she gets pretty dumb. Yeah. 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 She's but, crying. Just as an aside, one thing I didn't know about him, which I saw on Wikipedia, but then I he did discuss later in his special, was that he has this horrific sleep disorder, the ones where you like are asleep but oh. you do terrible things. Yeah. And oh. he like jumped out of a La Quinta window, a second floor window at one point. No! Yeah, and he has to now like take medicine okay. and zip himself up into a sleeping okay. bag and wear mittens so he can't undo it. Oh my! You wonder what makes people comedians? Yeah, Shit like that. Yeah, like that. Okay, I am no doctor, but I bet that's enough. Yeah, there's no trouble. Okay, but I see a connection between lack of restful sleep and your body being in like a fight or flight state that maybe puts a lot of strain in, on your heart that mm-hmm. could maybe no doubt okay how i could that, I, that is how could it not right yeah because yeah. you know how they always say like longevity it's diet exercise and um sleep, sleep. community whatever yeah. which yeah. reminds me of another bit he did about how like he had to go see a nutritionist and how like they know everything that we already know. And (laughs) imagine, imagine like the most annoying person that, you know, charging you. That's what a nutritionist is. And I was like, that's what we talk about on brain candy, how we already know all the answers. I know, I know, I know, I know. We just aren't doing that. We're not doing anything. It turns out. So what do you think about this sleep thing? What, what, why are you worried about this? Like what made you Um, sort of think about this idea? Well, I dated a guy who had the football strapped his back. Yeah. Who had some weird sleep issues and he called me years after we dated and mm-hmm. asked if there were any like beha- certain behaviors that he did in the middle of the night because he's starting to show signs of what the same thing that I think it's the same thing that Robin Williams uh Louis had, body. Like, body like with something along those lines where cuz it all is tied That's together sad. it's like plaque on the brain or like the, whatever i don't know what it is but like when well, you do wonder like causation is it that right. that makes you not sleep and right. then it manifests in the or is it the lack of sleep that then yeah and um, maybe i'm thinking about that because of the lack of sleep i got after <laughs> thinking it was a fucking good idea to fly spirit airlines for anything more than a half an hour yeah i was shocked by that uh, let the record show. <laughs> I told Sarah we need some clarification about this. I on Instagram, was not. Let's set it up. If you didn't see Sarah's Instagram, <laughs> there was a two-part <laughs> reel 
Could that... be three. I have more. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. A trilogy. Yeah. Uh, where the, you and Eli flew to Florida on Spirit Airlines. And from what... Uh, as a viewer, I, <laughs> I inferred that this was Sarah wanting the full Spirit experience. No. No, Eli the said that to be funny. <laughs> I really believed him. I, 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 you know what? And he's too damn convincing with that tone because yeah. I when uh, you we, laughed, I, because it's hilarious. I, was, I thought it was like <laughs> I admit it. I thought it was that, and, kind. and that does seem on brand. I would be the kind of person that's like, no, let's just do it. Let's, let's do get, it. It's fun. Let, no. We it's like camping, but on a plane. We, <laughs> yeah, I would say something so fucking annoying like that. No, no, not, that is not the say, the case. He this, wanted these tickets. Why? I I think we both wanted to not have to. Uh, you wanted to be frugal. Yes, we wanted oh to be frugal, God. and we. I had never flown. The unfriendly skies. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, I was none though. I was not aware. You were, okay. So you're going to claim ignorance here. I, uh, Susie, I'm going to claim, I'm going to claim multiple things. I'm going to claim ignorance. I'm going to claim bait and switch like on, on the time we would be in the air. They're like, oh, we have a tailwind and now it's only three and a half hours. And I'm like, it was a red eye. We left at fucking midnight. You and didn't want got, a tailwind. Like, I know. I want to, to slow. Take an extra lap. Do a loop. I want. I want <laughs> some extra Z's. Let me live. Some extra Z's. Then, then I. You know how many Z's you got? Zero Z's. Yeah, then I want. I wanted a plane that wasn't brand new. These were brand new Spirit planes. Let me tell you what they've done. You. They, some might make call them upgrades. I would call them downgrades. That they, they made their seats thinner. They made them. You. They don't recline. How do you know this if you have no comparison? Because I've seen images. Oh, okay. Got it. And the armrest is laughable. Right. Laughable. Like they should uh, just make it a bench and call it a. Right. It is so. So I had no idea that there was going to be no. Like. It, it was a bit. It's a. It's a. It's worse than you even imagined. It was so yeah. much worse than I imagined. And the at the end of the day, because we did have we originally, I thought I was bringing all my recording equipment, so we bought the tickets. We bought it with luggage for both of us too. So at the end of the day, I think it was probably fifty dollars different than the other ticket. Right, ticket that's the been. thing. And it's I not was really like, a bargain. No, it's not. And I'm like Eli. I would so gladly pay three times the price of this ticket. Then I was going through my head, like, how much money would I pay right now to be to be in any other position than this? Yeah. And then I was like, we even had on the way back, we had an extra seat, so there was an open middle seat or an open end seat, and I just, like adjusted my body. I was sitting against the window, put my legs up on Eli, and I'm like, man. There, uh, did they send somebody in here to design the plane for maximum discomfort? Because that's mm. what it feels like. It feels like even with available space, you still cannot recline. It like 
the plane starts to curve before the, the head, right. your head, if, if you're anything taller than five, six, don't sit in a window because you'll have to sit with your head tilted the whole time because the curvature so of the plane. Predatory. It, really it feels is. it feels wrong. I'm like, how is it's, this legal? Adam how he says that? How is says, this legal? It so it should it should. I'm sorry, it's torture. It's That's actually that is inhumane. Honestly, because there's a lot of flights out of Pittsburgh that um, are Spirit and I, that are nonstop to where I'm going, and I always choose a layover over I, a nonstop I, Spirit. I will do that now. I I will never ever no. ever lesson learned. But it sure made for, like, Polarity. yeah, and you know, maybe it's a little bit of that comfort crisis thing where, like, we don't have a lot of opportunities to be I guess. Uh, uncomfortable. It's, I want to be so, able to be in the driver's seat, though, of, like, my own discomfort. I don't want to yeah, be blind. Trapped. Right. The only thing that could make it more comfortable is if you were, hopefully, God willing, wearing a Jenny Kane sweater at the time. I did have my nice Jenny Kane slippers on. Oh, that's good. That had to yeah. help. Yes. I mean. Of course, because those are, like. Reminder. Super cozy. You can slide and they're perfect. They're the perfect airport shoe. They are. Because it keeps you warm. But they look you chic. You can wear them with socks. They look chic and in and out quickly. So you're not wasting any time. I mean, Jenny Kane has a solution, whether you're flying spirit or not, <laughs> um, for comfort and elegance and coziness, especially with their sweaters. The cashmere cocoon, you know oh, I love it. It's in everything yeah. I post. Um, they have gloves and cozy socks and beanies, all kinds of accessories too. They are the timeless pieces that you'll have in your closet forever. And it's uh, something you can feel good about too because get the heck out of fast, fast, fast fashion. Yes. I'm not into it. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all. Jenny Kane, our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use our code BRAINCANDY at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Use code BRAINCANDY. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. And all these codes are always on our website. And you can always DM us if you can't find one. We love that. We do love it. I'm sorry you experienced that difficult time. (laughs) That's the thoughts most difficult prayers. thing. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. I, it, it's, it, it makes sense if you're traveling with children, which is why it makes sense for me to not fly on there. That seems like it would be a real nightmare with kids, though. <gasps> Ew. On the plane, there was, on our way back, there was a couple where that had a two-year-old to maybe yeah, like two year old baby. Yeah. This dad, uh, he's the kind of guy who the the wife went to the bathroom. Yeah, and it's like he didn't know. Yeah, he, what he to thinks do. he's babysitting. I yeah. said that exact yeah. same thing to Eli. I said, Eli, I bet he's the kind of guy who thinks that anytime he watches his own child, he's babysitting. Like he was like, mm, mm, like 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 patting it on the head like it was like a doll that he had never seen before didn't know what to do with like he moved over to the empty seat across from us and said i gotta take a break <gasps> oh! and i looked at eli and i said i wonder if she ever gets a break yeah that's and i said it loud room. enough for him to hear <laughs> and then he moved back over this is like 
Sarah's wound up in life. Oh yeah, I am a little wound up in life. But just so you know, that's why she's in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's why she's in there. She's like, oh, I had diarrhea. No, you (gasps) didn't. She needs a break. She needs a break from her husband and her children. Yeah. I was like, wow, this guy's the worst. So, anyways, I hope he's listening. Yeah, f that guy. He's definitely not listening. Yeah, no. Um, Anyways. I read an amazing piece in the New York Times about Cookie Monster's cookies. Oh. It was so good, Sarah. Tell me. <laughs> like every line, I was like, this is gold. I love it. It's so cute. So Aww. the journalist said that one time they got an email and it was just like one line from somebody and it was like, what's up with Cookie Monster's cookies? <laughs> and it like just tickled the journalist so then eventually he was like i gotta find out what is up with cookie monster's cookies if you're not familiar cookie monster he's you know real hungry and his cookies are like they're flat-ish and like very crumbly very crumbly (laughs) and so he wanted to find out like what are they made of and like what's the pro like how's it go what's the recipe yes well we have it now the recipe comes from a um, puppet wrangler for um, Children's Workshop who makes Sesame Street. And her name is Laura McLean. And she makes them in her home. And the recipe roughly is pancake mix, puffed rice, grape nuts, and instant coffee oh. with water. To get the coloring, right? I love Prop Master's tricks. There's nothing cooler. Okay, go ahead. Nothing cooler. It's my favorite. They mixed it with water, you know, and they make these flat discs. And then the chocolate chips. I think this is fun. They're not edible. Do you have any guesses or whatever? Um, They're not edible. They're not chocolate chips. They're not chocolate chips and they're not edible. I feel like you can get this. If anybody can get this, it's Sarah. Yeah, I should. Does the thing that it is already come this color? I didn't know they made this in this color. Oh. But it's something that you have at your house in a color. Is it erasers? No, it is hot glue gun glue. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me tell you, hot glue gun glue is used for... Right. It's holding Hollywood together. It it, it really is. Every single spider web that you see in the Haunted Mansion in every single movie is sprayed out of what essentially is a hot glue gun with uh, air, you know, jet attached to it. Oh, that's so cool. Hot glue. Okay. Every part of little. Yeah, she puts gobs of glue on there. That makes total sense. The cookies don't have any oil, fat, or sugar because they would stain Cookie Monster. Oh, and, she, and I guess that's probably why they're not chocolate chips too, you right. know, cause that'd be sugar and fat and all that. And then she said that they're basically like a little dog biscuit, like a little dog treat. Yeah. And then it used to be like before she came around, she kind of started this in 2000 or so, but before her, they were using like rice crackers and foam and the rice crackers would get stuck in cookie monsters fur. And the foam. This is the cutest thing <laughs> ever. You are right. I do. Because I can just see it going. Right. And like the cookies going everywhere. And like I love knowing what it is. I'm so happy. I know. And like these people. I know I always say people are doing the Lord's work. But this is the Lord's work. This okay? is really cute. 
And then they said that the foam ones didn't look like cookies whenever they got broken apart. Right, right. That, that makes not sense. not realistic enough. No. Right. That okay. Totally makes sense. So then she makes about two dozen per episode. That's a lot of cookies. And it really is. There's a puppeteer whose name I don't remember who is Cookie Monster. And he was saying that, like, if she makes, like, a hard batch, he gets, like, genuinely mad because... <laughs> He says it's like really hard in his hands and he'll be like, you can't make them like that anymore. Like they get really <laughs> upset about it. And he says they have to be soft enough that they crumble and that crumble crumbs equal comedy. I get that. The more crumbs, the funnier. Yeah. That's why they can't have crumbs in, in outer space. Cause it's no funny. room for jokes up there. <laughs> yeah, it's serious business. Serious business in NASA. Yeah, Sarah. Wow. What a great story Susie. i know i was so excited i'm gonna go i'm gonna definitely read that that just that just seems so happy and yeah she's so real cute, cute. and you, like you can see in her kitchen that it's very colorful and just like what you would hope a puppet wrangler's kitchen would look like puppet wrangler like yeah. they need to be wrangled and she said that one time like her landlord came in and like was fixing something and she was like baking all these cookies and she couldn't offer him any <laughs> And she was like, he probably thought it was so rude. I can, that is, that is funny because that's where I went in my head. I was like, man, what she should do, do like regular ones on the set. Because how do you, yes. how, how do you have like the nerve bringing two dozen cookies in every day yeah. and none of them are edible? They probably or you smell have to good be, too. yeah, you have to be in cahoots with the craft service people and be yeah. like, hey, we got to like make cookies, yeah. make cookies. We're doing a bit. Mm -hmm. You'll love the article too because there were um, videos embedded where there were sketches that they would reference of like, here's what happened. And then like Adam Sandler ate them without knowing (gasps) like they were not. (laughs) So they, and you can watch it and it's just real cute. So anyway, I love you Sesame Street. You're the best forever. That is the cutest thing. Yeah. My God. Okay. So that is delightful. Um, Here's a fun one. I learned from a friend of mine that there is a company, I'm going to actually pull up their website because I want to tell you all about it, called Personal Confessor. And this is like a legitimate business. Okay. um, Should put that in there, so. (laughs) Where um, you can hire this person to like come to your funeral. What? And say <gasps> confessions and like things that you didn't have the nerve to say in real life. So the dead person hires this. The so this like person. goes into the will. Like, yeah. Imagine having something that you're like so that is so heavy on your heart. Yeah. Well, so what do you like somebody take it over after you die? Well, that's what makes me wonder. Like when you hear this, what does your mind go to of like what they would want to say? Um, my mind goes to something that they did like when they were a kid that remember that, remember that there was a story that we talked about on here. You said about a man who hit that like was a, a a perpetrator of vehicular homicide or something and then years later confessed oh, yeah. to it 
yeah. after his the the statute of limitations was yeah. out. So I could my mind goes to stuff like that where yeah. it would be a confession of a crime but not but oof, you know. Okay, yeah. I think or I like, was thinking along the lines of like meaner, like being like I never liked you kind of deal. Oh, but really? I or don't, like I'm infidelity wrong. or like oh if it God, were or it would be like that. things like like your brother is not re- like really your brother. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. Okay, but I think I'm wrong about that because I must be projecting or something. I don't know because like I never or, liked you anyway. <laughs> yeah, or at least the the way that it's framed on the website sounds way nicer. Like maybe you like you you love them and you never could say it because oh, it's like yeah, like oh, nicer. like the other way, like getting yeah. things out uh, out. Yeah, because I would imagine whatever the outcome is, the the person couldn't do it themselves, but wants to provide some sort of relief for everybody. Okay. I don't think it, I don't see it. There's as almost no wanting. secret that is going to provide relief though. Everything right, I feel like will right, add more right. trouble, but like, but like answer maybe those, like a piece of the puzzle or something like that. Let me, um, tell you a piece of my puzzle and that's yeah. wearing uh Lumi deodorant, but then I'm going to tell you some hilarious stuff about yes. this business. Okay. So Lumi deodorant is where it's at. Yeah. I know. Ask Eli. He's converted now. He's converted. And by and converted, I mean, stole my Alpine <laughs> scent right. one. That's Lumi, very good. He's a, a blur, burglar. Yes. But we'll allow it because you can put Lumi deodorant on every part of your body and then you won't stink anymore. And it's a miracle. Yeah, it really is. This is really, I feel like, going to change this ski season since I am somebody who doesn't frequently wash those items. And they are already smelling better than they did last year. Yeah, this so, time. yeah, because like Sarah always points out, Lumi is somehow this magical science that like they, yes. something about the product, like it, Attaches to disgusting bacteria and then they like neutralize chomp, 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 eats it away. I don't even know how it works, know. but it's gone. And like, not like, you know, when you, you know, something smells bad and then you're just covering up the no. smell so that it smells like stinky right. stuff that's perfumed. That right. is not this. This no. is scent go bye-bye. Yeah, it's actual science. And as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get five bucks off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more too. So use code BRAINCANDY5 at lumideodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Thank you, Lumi, for making this holiday season smell a whole lot better. It's so funny because whenever you, like I'm a big fan of Shark Tank, whenever you list, watch Shark Tank long enough, there are always these crappy deodorant companies that come on there and are like, we swear it doesn't smell bad because, like, that's been the stereotype about natural deodorants forever. Right. Ever. So Lumi did it. I don't know how they did it, but they really did. Okay. So what's funny about the personal confessor company? It's probably like one person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> business model is they also have a separate part of the business, which is cracking me up. And it what? is they will go. It's called private item pickup. 
So after you die, they go to your house and get oh, your <laughs> This is a very important Yeah, this is not thing. an ad, but like I kind of feel like personal confessors should franchise because yeah. this is smart. Or like everybody needs to have a friend who's going to like, and then you need like, yes, you Sarah. need a backup. It needs to be like a phone tree kind of thing where like, if this person's around, then it goes to this person and this person, it goes to this person because like you need somebody. Can you imagine Susie. you're dead, right? You're listening right now. You, you're Me. dead and right. your dad or whatever, goes oh! over to you. your pap pap goes over to your <laughs> house and finds all your dildos. Yeah. No, that is not what he no, wants to see nobody in his wants hour that. Of now we will say do all the stuff enjoy those oh yeah do no all shame, the things but like who but wants to handle nobody those nobody wants to nobody to, nobody nobody so yeah we should have I'll, I'll i'll give you a little diagram of where my, i'll be like Susie, this is what you got do you think because i don't have those items but like do you think that there are what else could be on the list besides like toys point 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 porn uh so i think it's people have like hard copies still you think i think probably some people not me people but some people okay you remember when i found a stash of porn under the hotel bed remember when i found what was it big trouble in little vagina a dvd here in my own home that the previous owners had left (laughs) in the basement (laughs) and remember i was like what do you think the big trouble was and you go the dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely like, what could it be? Susie, I am so funny. Oh my god, that that I I did not remember this. Yeah, that was that is hilarious that you found that and that. And I that just was like was yeast infection, and you were like, no, Susie, the dick. Weird. <laughs> Okay. You must have followed up with, I don't see what the trouble is. Yeah, right. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem. Okay, so. Oh my besides... God, this is so funny. Man, I love our podcast. It, it's <laughs> like, it, even on two hours of sleep, this is the funniest shit. Part of my, this is the <laughs> maybe best. Maybe more so. Maybe. Do you think that there's also maybe, like, did you really only get two hours? Yeah, because freaking Eli was snoring all night. He's so sick. He, I had to go down and sleep on the couch. So I didn't go to bed till like 3.30 or 4. And then I went back and went down and slept on the couch. And then I woke up at about 6. And then by then it was like time to go to the grocery store. Get, our house was empty of food. Like, oh I just my God. started the wow. day. And... I'm so sorry. Well, I'm glad Ooh. we could be here for you. Yeah. Um, do you think... What besides X-rated stuff, though? Because I really want to try to... Oh, like... drugs. Oh, Drugs. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what do we got? We got to clean out the drug, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Just get rid of anything that would be illegal. Oh, okay. I guess you I know? was thinking like maybe people were like keeping things from their spouse or something. Uh, this I feels really more don't know. drug. This feels yeah, more drugs makes drugs. sense. Okay, drugs. This is like, oh yeah, go get that. You yeah. Know, okay. Box. Of um. Oh, shit. one other thing I thought was super funny about it was that. <laughs> They have a refrigerator. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you're going to say, I already love. <laughs> well, okay. They have a referral program. And I just feel like the only people that could really <laughs> testify to whether or not you do a good job. This is fair. Can't. Are can't. no longer in a position. Right. 
I don't know if we're we're really like accurately uh, uh, polling the people who have used the service, right? Well, because like, let's say you bought. I guess they mean they should just mean tell a friend or something because it's yeah. like I bought this thing. Rate your service one out of ten. <laughs> kind of hard I, to do I from beyond they, the yeah, grave. Like, I think they should just say, "Hey, if you sign up." Tell a friend that we mm-hmm. offer this rather yes, than a yes. referral. Right. Because the referral is like, I love my dentist, so would you. Right. Uh-huh. I don't even Tell know if this guy friend. does what he says he's going to do because I'll be is, dead. You'll be dead. This is very accurate. He this probably is just more takes like, the money hey, and runs. I mean. And it's like, joke's on them. This is really dead. on the honor system. It's the honor system. This is the ultimate honor. But then, like, don't fuck. Yeah, don't fuck with the dead. So... Well, that's true because maybe it would be like I would tell you, like, "Hey, Sarah, I hired this guy to sort yeah. this out. If he yeah. doesn't do it, yeah, sue his ass or something." Yeah. Okay. There's <laughs> some holes in this business model. If you do we're... need me to get something for you, though, just tell me. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty good. I, I think everybody anything. knows. Like, if somebody does find my weed, I'm like, enjoy that shit, and uh, everything else that you find, I talk about on the podcast. So. Well, and like your partner could dispose or whatever. Yeah. When, what are they going to find? Nothing. It's like. All right. I, I love that story though. Yeah. Is it not hilarious? Personalconfessor.com if you want to check it out. It's hilarious to That's me. It's really funny. Good job securing that website. That feels like. Uh, yes. Yeah. Somebody just randomly, my friend on Instagram was talking about it and I was like, that is hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what's not hilarious and that's how much I love Green Chef. And the reason is because it's delicious. It makes my life better. Yes. He taught me a lot about cooking. This is my go-to this holiday season because I am not, I'm trying to maximize the amount of days that I can spend snowboarding. And here is how I need to do that. Not wasting time prepping food, planning food. When I get home, I'm way too tired. So we get the four person for just the two of us, four person. We can stay really healthy with what we're eating that fuels our body. We get the protein packed one or the um, Mediterranean diet one. Mm -hmm. Freaking love that. That's a nice one. All organic. It's very low waste. Like no, everything is like now all of the stuff is like compostable, recyclable. Yeah, all of the stuff is, you know handle it's like delivery they offset the delivery emissions and any of the plastics from the you can feel good about it yeah um and they have a deal which is my favorite part for our listeners go to greenchef.com slash 60 brain candy and use code 60 brain candy to get 60 percent off plus 20 percent off your next two months that's greenchef.com slash 60 brain candy and use code 60 brain candy to 60 percent off plus 20 percent off your next two months yeah it's that time of year. It's so busy. That's that. the last thing people want to worry about. No, right. And I made it for lunch, made it for dinner, <laughs> pack it in the car the next day for, and I have it as soon as I'm off the mountain, sitting in the parking lot, and I'm so hungry, and then I don't have to spend $26 on freaking chicken tenders that aren't even that good on no. the mountain. No, it's not worth it. Right. The um, over the Thanksgiving holiday, it was the 60th anniversary of the assassination of JFK. Oh wow! Um, and anytime there's an anniversary, but especially those decade ones, like it, it's like mm-hmm. all anyone wants to talk about. So I watched this Hulu documentary called "A Day." I think it's called "A Day in America," 
colon JFK. Mm-hmm. I think they have a nine eleven one too. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, uh, what could they tell me that I don't oh. already know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was kind of my thought. I was like, right, okay, not what are this we doing? Again. Right. right. I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing as Susan yeah. talk, started talking about this. Okay. Well, and cause also it was like, I just didn't want to figure out what to watch. It was like, here, push play, you know, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so glad I watched it. And I told my sister the same thing. And then she watched it and she's like, good, good recommendation. You were right. It was new and fresh and it was, um, like footage I hadn't seen and a point of view I hadn't heard. It was very moving. Wow. And I did not expect that. It was this, all the people that were still alive that were right there. So secret service guys, um, and journalists and people that were there and they are old as heck. Right. As you I can imagine. imagine they're like 85, 90 years old. If you were in your twenties or thirties. And I think part of why it was so moving was that they are, st- it's raw to them still. Wow. Like it's still like it was, I think they have a sense that that day was a turning point mm-hmm. in American history wow. that like, from then on, you can kind of see the thread of even, you know how right now running for yeah. office is RFK Jr. Robert right. Kennedy. R, is it F? R, whatever his name is. Robert something Kennedy Jr. I think it is F. But anyway, yeah. um, Cheryl Hines' husband from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. She's married to Robert Kennedy and his dad was Robert Kennedy Sr. And he was shot by Sirhan <sighs> Sirhan and died and that set him on a path which we now see materializing in his anti-vax point of view he's um uh-huh. very much in line with like a conspiratorial yeah. oh, worldview yeah. that yeah. really comes from watching these men be shot and feeling like he wasn't getting the full story well absolutely wow yeah. interesting and I think he's right in that sense. Oh, I don't think yeah. we did get the full story. And wow. regardless of what the true full story is, there was um, a context provided in the documentary that I ha- had never heard, which was that, do you remember how, you know, um, Jackie had two kids, mm-hmm. you know, Caroline and John John, and then she had a third baby while they were in the White House and it died after it was born. I did not know that. And she, of course, was grieving. Oh, my God. And that's horrific. Her husband died? Right. And this that day was like her first day out. After- oh, my God. Commit me. I know. I would have been committed. Forget it. I'm never coming How outside again. How do you again. recover I'm from that? I'm fucking agoraphobic for life. Because even if that hadn't happened, to see what she saw... Forget and it. it's visceral sort of bodily Forget it. Forget nightmare. It. But then <gasps> to have been on the heels <gasps> of lo- that kind of loss is like no, inconceivable. It is inconceivable. That actually is. And not only that, but the picture that we've all seen yeah. of Lyndon B. Johnson swearing in on the plane. Do you Can you picture it where he's being sworn in and oh. Jackie's next to him with the pillbox hat and the suit it's it's in black and white usually when you see it, um, but 
she's still wearing the dress that she was wearing when he was shot. And he, his wife, Ladybird, had said to her, like, do you want to change? And she said, no, let them see what they've done. <gasps> it's brutal. <gasps> it's brutal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need I want to look at that right now. It's just imagine what she must have felt in that moment. He is dead. He was there a minute ago. And they are swearing in a new president on Air Force One. Oh, blood still on her shirt. Oh, my God. It's horrific. Oh, my God. It was intense, man. And like, the other thing is that what I was struck by is seeing these Secret Service men and them telling the story of Lyndon B. Johnson and Lady Bird and Jackie and the intense sense of duty that they felt yeah. for something bigger than themselves, for, yeah. for the country and the oh. feeling that like this country is worth Putting yeah. aside like incredible, pain, right? yeah. <laughs> I poor can't Sarah. Even... She's like, I haven't slept. No, what are you doing? I just, I just, I just imagine like the that. I mean, just all of that. That mm-hmm. it's too much, and and you could just see she looks almost like numb. Yeah, like photo. what just fucking happened? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and. Um, what I, I don't know if this was intentional, but what I noticed was that a lot of the footage, um, is in black and white, but a lot of the Jackie and John together footage is in color. And it's very much like that wizard of Oz thing about like the hope is in color and like the shit is in black and white. And I don't know if you're familiar with LBJ, but you couldn't, okay. You, okay. You know, when someone lights up a room. Uh, yeah he's the opposite okay it's uh-huh. like whatever the opposite of charisma is that's what lbj is and so afterwards like he had to give like a little speech like oh, on God. the tarmac and he's like i will do my best it's like dopey dog oh you no. know like droopy yeah. dog or whatever that guy's name yeah is. yeah like, i will do my very best to, yeah, and it's like oh, we no. just lost JFK. That is not what you you need right now, <laughs> right? Oh God, what a! It is Do weird you... though how like Rob Reiner just put out this podcast about it. Rob Reiner of all people, like you know, all in the family. Rob Reiner, yeah, like about how he feel he believes he has evidence of like how there were four shooters and he knows who they are. You know, it's what? Yeah, Rob Reiner did that. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I mean, maybe, but it just feels like, I guess what I want to ask you is, what do you think it is? Whether he has, he knows who did it or whatever. People have been speculating and really fascinated by this for a long time. Do you think it's that thing where people just feel like they don't have the full story and they need it? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Like, they can't rest because, like, everything changed after that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. It's not a lighthearted situation, though. So you got to be in the mood for something dark. I I wonder how things like January 6th are even going to get discussed 
40, 50 years from now mm. in the conspiracy, like conspiracy theories that will come out when all of us were like, no, a bunch of dummies. Oh, raided you know, that was what was weird. I, you know, my family's so weird. And so like my brother comes for Thanksgiving and the first thing he said when he got in from his drive was, so mom, where were you when JFK was shot? Like, this is how we communicate. It's just like, <laughs> I read this article and, um, oh. and I said, mom, did you vote for him? And she was like, I don't remember, but I would now. And that shocked me because he was a Democrat mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out why she felt that way. And I think it might be that QAnon thing about JFK Jr. You know how there's the QAnon belief that he's still alive, JFK Jr.? And they consistently think he's going to show up at rallies. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. See, there's all the the cuckoo craziness. People are going to like. And there's like a guy specifically that they say it is, and he is not attractive. And I don't know how they're connecting the dots on that because JFK was a hunk. (laughs) Yeah. So I would like to know what happened to him. Oh, no, 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 no. If that's him. But any hoodles yeah i don't know i gotta ask peg a follow-up on that like why because he's a democrat like what is it about his message that would appeal to her i don't know we'll find out maybe we should cold (laughs) call her one of these days just for a laugh oh my god that's so funny um i'll tell you what's not funny and that is wasting your money and that's why i love chime bank because thanks to their fee-free overdraft situation you're not gonna be wasting that money up to 200 bucks we're updating the bank thing. Yeah, please. It's been too long. Your bank sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and they've definitely done bad things. Yeah, right. And so get a fresh start. I'm Chime looking at you, big banks. Yeah, we're looking at you. You can get paid up to two days earlier. There's the fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. There's, you can ditch that monthly fee situation. No uh. monthly fees, no minimum ba- balance, all that jazz. Um, sign up for Chime today. Joining takes just minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash BrainCandy. That's Chime.com slash BrainCandy. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. That's like a good New Year's kind of resolution. Get finances in order and, you know, a adjust who's taking your money and where you put your money you said it yeah that's that's a good one it's a good time of year to do that Mm -hmm. all right so moving on because that was a downer but i do recommend interesting yeah i'm going to i'm going to check that out yeah not today not we need laughs today (laughs) yeah not today i also read a really great um new york times piece on Flow from progressive insurance. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're killing it. Cookie oh. Monster, flow from progressive. I'm like, this That's is the news funny. I want. Yeah. It's a lot lighter than the other news I'm getting. So I'm welcoming it. Um, but it was actually a really well written and also very entertaining piece. And um Like it provided some of the backdrop of like how she came to be. She started in 2008 and they wanted to change their message from like insurance. Wow. Almost 20 years Flo's been in the game. Right. I mean. When you think about that, 
That is one third how long it has been since JFK was shot. <laughs> right. Literally nobody has thought of that. Literally no one. Right now. <laughs> but when you put that in, like, I don't know. Time is weird, man. Yeah, she's hung in there, and she. Okay, I think the the sort of subtext of the article is what you, if you were an actress and you got that role, what you would be sacrificing to stay. uh, Any other job, you are a character actor, and flow from you will never have another name. Yeah. You're essentially like Screech, but from Say by the Bell, but like, without the character depth. <laughs> without- <laughs> <laughs> right? At least we know his full name. Do we? Screech Samuel Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And Dustin Diamond. My instinct was like Screech McDuck. I was like, no, that's Screech McDuck. And that's something different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like it's really just you you're getting money. And so yeah. they were estimating she, she, we don't know for sure but she probably makes about 10 million dollars a year. I I will fucking I will be that what do you want? I will sell Art I, Smart. Art I will sell your insurance. <laughs> I have a deal for you. What do you want? What do you want? 10 mil? 10 mil to be flow? You call right. me whatever the fuck you want. Okay, so Call me you, on my $10 million phone. And I feel like everybody would make that choice. That like... Duh. It's worth it. But I think there would be some... I mean, the back of your mind, like... Oh, because here's what it did. do other it things. Showed, Philanthropy. It showed how she grew up in the groundlings in LA. Oh, you know, yeah. And that all of her peers are auditioning for SNL, getting to be on SNL. And then SNL eventually was like, quit sending her tape to us. We're not interested. And the, she's Flo like, was like, she was like been. an SNL reject, oh. but she's making $10 million a year. And we don't know a lot of the cast members names from SNL. This you think you is, do, but like, there's a lot of like fly by night ones. This, this is fascinating it is and katie weaver is the journalist who did it and she never disappoints she's very funny i don't know how the new york times hired her because she's almost like too irreverent for the new york times but i love it and the summary at the end was brilliant so they're giving the um sort of history of insurance and like how they wanted to change it from like something you had to have to something that you got to shop for. That was like uh-huh. wh- why they hired her. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the article, it's wrapping up how she didn't get to be on SNL or like be famous really as herself. She's just flow. Mm-hmm. And it said forfeiting one thing for the promise of something else later is a sophisticated human idea. Our understanding of this concept enables us to sell one another insurance because that's right, what that insurance is. Insurance. I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah. And I was like, Katie Weaver, you did it wow. again because wow. it's, 
I think the message of the article is how good life can be if you don't get what you want. Oh, well, yeah, you have to adjust expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes like getting fired. You often hear this. Right. From people, it's like and this is like gratitude. Yeah. This is a lesson in gratitude. And like, what are you looking at? You're looking at the shit that you're stepping in or the ice cream cone in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I thought, wow. wow. I mean, if you can make that out of flow from progressive tip of the hat. I want to read that article too. That sounds <laughs> really, yeah. really good. These are I, good material. Do you think that they're like stepping up their game because like it's either that or like Hamas? Yes. Okay. Because I really appreciate the work that they're doing because, yes. you know, if you are up to speed on current events, it can be really sad. Yeah. So it's nice when you hear important stuff, but in a way that's like, oh, I want to cool. read about Cookie Monster cookies. <laughs> Adorable. Do you think, because she was uh, in the Groundlings with um, Kristen Wiig. Oh, yeah. Right. And Kristen's amazing. I think she's one of the best there ever was. Yeah, agreed. So I can't imagine that she thinks like I could have done that. Mm -hmm. But Kristen Wiig was quoted as saying that Flo, whose real name is Stephanie, (laughs) Stephanie is the funniest person that she ever met. Do you think that would make it worse or better? You'd be like, I'm fucking the funniest person Chris and Wig ever met, and I didn't get on SNL. I'm it could feel, Susie, think about how we feel about people from the challenge. Yeah, I'm like, why make- do we love this article so much? <laughs> <laughs> right? Why is this relatable AF? I mean, this this it the it go it, it makes it, perfect sense it, for us. Yeah, yeah, so. But she has like more money than us. <laughs> yeah, like so much more. So <laughs> make right. sure you like and subscribe and leave a five star review. Yes. And Sarah. Yes. We have an exciting situation a brewing. Uh, it is the most exciting thing. It's amazing. I was as cool, calm, and collected as I was. <laughs> we had an interview with our. BFF, who doesn't yes. know she is our BFF? Yeah, I'm like, I'll I'll be cool. Don't worry, I'll try. <laughs> you were, you were, you I was together. So cool, I was. Tell them who we talked to. We talked to the one and only legendary comedian with a brand new Netflix special out, Beth Stelling. Oh, Woo! yes! Three cheers. Her Netflix special, I think, is called um, "If You Didn't." Love me then. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't like me then. If you didn't like me, wait. I gotta no, get it. Love right. me, like me. Yeah. Beth Stelling. If uh, if you didn't want me then. Want me yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't want me then, and yes. we both became familiar with her at the same time. Yes. When she had that clip that went viral about like a rape. Yes, the best. When she said rape with like a pirate because it's yeah, or is that a pirate? Said- uh, yeah, like yeah. A, like a, a, like with a Scottish accent. Yeah, Scottish. She goes, I find if you say it with a Scottish accent, it makes people less, uh, you know, put off by it. It's yeah. Funnier and that way. And it is. It is. And it was also like, if you can make rape funny, amazing. Yeah. This We've referenced Genius. her so many times because we say like anything is funny if it's funny. And that is funny. How she yeah. talks about things that are difficult topics, things that are emotion, like 
emotional topics. Yeah, like heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in a way, it doesn't feel like like that. No, it makes it normal and uh, normalized and, and approachable and relatable and. Also, like empowering at the same time. So basically, she's our hero. And we she's love awesome, her. and she was a doll, and so <laughs> yes, just fun to talk to, and it just felt real comfortable. She's just a real treasure, real treasure, and she's going places. Uses water pick. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Sarah and Beth are, you know, kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Not just about the water picks, also the overalls <laughs> and just general yeah. temperament. Yeah. Um, just... It was a treat to talk to her and she's coming, she's on tour. So she's probably yeah. coming to your city, but she's coming to Pittsburgh. She's coming to Denver and we want to fill those theaters because what's yes. better than a funny woman who is smart? I will be there mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. So if she's it's coming so to your good. town, you got to see her. Welcome to the show. Beth Stelling, our new BFF. I find you real fascinating because you, you're mysterious because in some ways you're very candid and you disclose things, right? That are Mm -hmm. typically private, but then in other ways, mom's the word. You don't share everything. What's up with that? That's my, that'll be every end of every question. What's up with that? (laughs) That's an interesting observation. I appreciate it. Don't you appreciate when people reflect back to you if you have no idea what you are? Like yes, or even early days of you know sometimes you don't you don't know what's on your face or if somebody tells you or you know so early days of stand up even I remember be, not people say well what do you do what do you do I was like I don't know like I don't know what my thing is so I guess to answer your question why am I what was the question after I'm sometimes mysterious and sometimes I am very forthcoming I guess I want to know if it's intentional okay. and sort of yeah. strategic or whether it's random. I think it's by nature of the art form I chose, right? Because, you know, I guess we'll just dive in right away. Uh, I'm trying to think of a joke that I've told and then what's really behind it. So oh. I've I've been able to make d- very dark things funny because I suppose that's my way of dealing with it and figuring it out. And your frustration becomes your fascination so you can obsess and try to gain power over it by making people laugh or making it funny to other people or funny for other people who have also lived it. So they can delight in the power you've created for yourselves. Mm. So I think if I had to give an example, of course a dark one comes to mind, but along the lines of like, I'm seeing a new guy. This is the joke. I'm seeing a new guy. Uh, He used to live with his ex-girlfriend and she, all of her stuff is still in the apartment. Like her, boxes of her bras and underwear her shampoo is still in the shower so i know everything about her from her hair conditioning routine to her cup size and all she knows is why i should dump this guy so it's like that is a joke but what later came to light was something awful like she fled that's why all yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> right right you know what i mean like so it's sort of like you get i'm get, making a joke out of it but but eventually the if I gave you the real story yeah. behind it, it is sometimes too sad. So, so you do sort of scrape the surface with stand up. Although I've taken it to pretty dark levels, I suppose, um, per- particularly in my HBO special from 2020. But that took me a long time to figure out. I used the R word 
in it. And it even took me a long time to figure out how to say that, you know, on stage, people don't like hearing it. So I had to find all kinds of ways and devices to even get to being in that realm or that topic, that subject. So, and then another thing I would be is after having, after having gotten out of a, uh, abusive relationship, I ended up going to this healing trauma program. And it also is in my family, you know, um, early, my early stages of my life involved also, um, partner abuse. And I was dealing with, in my group therapy session, my therapist, uh, she was all right. I mean, I liked her in the sense that like, she challenged me and I would often use humor and yeah. she they hate didn't that. It's appreciate so it. <laughs> she didn't appreciate it because she was just, you know, trying to see through it and was sort of like, yeah. this, this is a coping mechanism. I actually don't have time for it. We've got a week. Um, <laughs> I'm booked solid over here. Yeah, I'm booked solid. Oh, I'm that's the worst. I'm like, that's hilarious. I gotta yeah. work on that as a therapist. Yeah. So, um, and I was talking about some abusive aspects of my relationship on stage and my hands would shake mm. and I would c- c- cover, I would kind of go like this and trap my hand like this yeah, in, in, in a way. And another comic actually pointed out like, oh, um, maybe, well, two things. I can't re- I remember exactly here. Two things. One was like, maybe you're not ready to talk about it. And the other thing was, you're probably like protecting your heart while you're, oh, while you're talking. Oh. And yeah. so I'm like, then that therapist, as I was like, why well, I'm having trouble talking about it. And she's like, well, would you just share your mom's story on stage? And I'm like, no. Oh. She's like, well, then why yours? Why? You know, so it's sort of like, I mean, I'm talking a lot right now, but it's such a wide topic and reasons for why I am the way I am, which is even in standup, there's no audition. There's no HR. There's no anything. You just show up. Anybody can show up. And it's yes, 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 I can do that. And yes, I'll do that for free. And oh my gosh, I'm so honored that you allowed me to do stand up in this basement. You know, so it's sort mm-hmm. of like, it's also like, let me give you everything instead yeah. of like, that actually doesn't work for me or I don't feel safe here or I don't actually care what a room full of dudes in their 20s think in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, yes, 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 but, 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 and I'm going to give you everything. And I do enjoy being forthcoming and vulnerable. And I, that's how I like to connect with people. And I really pride myself on being authentic as well. That obviously comes at a cost. It can come yeah. at a cost. So I do need to take breaks. And even like, I'm having so much fun with my new, I'm going to shut up here in a second. I don't I'm want you like, to ever stop. I know. This is my favorite interview. <laughs> We're in your cult now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm on the road now working a new hour. Just had a special come out on Netflix. It's called If You Didn't Want Me Then, which is, you know, what I've been getting, you know, promoting, but also now I'm on the road with, with a whole new hour and I'm having so much fun. And it's interesting how I continue to change as a comic. This hour is like oddly more physical when I'm usually typically a little more subdued with sort of bursts of of action. Again, not like a choice. I I don't like plan it in my room and like, and now I do this, you know, it's sort of like just whatever comes out of you. But, um, I want to say it was, I guess in Portland a couple weeks ago, I was at Helium, which is a great club. And I, and when you're where I am as a headlining comic, you just comedy clubs around the country versus like theaters I, or one nighter. Sometimes I do those, but point being, I'm a club comic. So I do five shows in a weekend, Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. And it is taxing. And, you know, I, 
I'm holding people's attention for an hour in 2023 with just talking. It's wild, difficult. I've gotten good at it over the last 16 years, but it's like, I am those things that I just mentioned that I strive to be. And we had, it's almost like, there's always probably going to be one show that's not your favorite of five in the weekend. And it is a little maddening maddening to do two shows a night where you go, did I already say this? Or why (laughs) is this crowd different? I mean, you could, I always say that, um, you know, stand-up is variant, variable. There's so many variables that can change it, change how people receive you, how it, like you build an act because something works quite often. So it's like, that stays, that stays, that stays. But then some things will drop and you're like, why didn't they like that? I can't figure it out. Maybe somebody was ordering a drink. Maybe someone passed out. This person shit their pants or they called their parents or got a text or whatever. So there's so many things that can happen. And yet you're doing the same thing to different results. So why wouldn't we all be absolute psychopaths? You know, it drives you crazy to be like, I just did this. And so this is a two thing. And then I really am going to shut up. One being by that late show Saturday, the I can tell right away if it's going to be not what I am hoping for or what the other ones were. It was like too good. It was like Thursday, too Friday. It was so great. Four shows great. Last show, let's do this. The minute I come out, the first words out of my mouth. I have to blame myself a little. I kind of messed around up top and wasn't being funny yet. But it's like, the minute I did say the joke, they were like, and I'm like, oh no, we're in trouble. You know, like, <laughs> you don't get me. We're actually F, yeah. you know? And so I can keep trying and I can keep trying, but because I care and what I'm giving you is myself, I eventually, I don't ever want to turn on the crowd, get angry. You've seen that happen. We're like, hope you guys, yeah. this is funny. You don't get it. It's like, you don't want to be that, but it's like, I can only give a child so many gifts that they go right next. You know what I mean? Like I can only give you so much to just keep having you throw it away. So I'll meet you as far as I can meet you. But I'm actually like, I finished that show early, not that much early. I did my contractually obligated amount of time, but I was like, (laughs) I can't keep giving you because you don't. And it's, it sounds like maybe pretentious, like you don't appreciate me, but it's like, you're not meeting me here. You're not having fun. Like, I don't want it. And then afterwards you'll have, like, I can sometimes be delusional and people are like, we love you. That was awesome. Like you felt bad. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because the crowd before was having the time of their lives. Yeah. Or you get and one I, loud laugher, which, which makes me have the time of my life, which makes me feel safe and have fun, which makes me play. It's like my state of play. If you show up to have fun. So Anyway, and the last little part of that is my mom came to visit years ago and I did a show in the main room at the improv. And then I had a set in the lab, which is a smaller room, same venue. And I did great in the, you know, whatever, great set in the, in the main room, come into the lab to do this, nothing. To the point where I go, I looked at my mom who's sitting in the bar. I go, mom, <laughs> as I'm on stage, I go, did this not just do well moments ago in the other room? That must have been validating. <laughs> she goes, we had fun in the other room. <laughs> right. You had a witness to the weirdness. That's what's actually fun sometimes when a friend comes on the road with me or a lover or something. If you actually feel safe around them to have you witness you do that five mm-hmm. times. That's vulnerable. Yeah. Then they can see what you're going through and it's kind of wild. They're usually fascinated yeah. with the entire experience. It does feel unnatural to have your job performance be continuously evaluated verbally. Like you could audibly hear whether you're doing 
a satisfactory job to this blob of human beings. And it's a beautiful thing to have instant gratification, but now pretty much everybody has it. You can go online and have people heart, 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 yeah. In an Instagram live or in a photo or whatever, you get that immediate. So everybody is getting that immediate. That was the allure of standup at one point in time versus me working on a script forever and then turning it in and being, what do you think? You know? Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. Or what I started as like in theater, which is audition or auditioning, rehearsing with people you don't really know, getting to know them. Maybe it's a play you don't really care about or like, and then you perform it for six weeks for $200, (laughs) you know, or whatever. What's not to love. Yeah, exactly. That's what that, that is when I was like, you know what? I'm going to do stand up because I don't have to rehearse with anybody. I can just do it myself. And yeah, is, that instant... what, is that kind of the, the path, their path there, theater, comedy, writing? Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I did, I think early, early days, like I wanted to do like SNL and, um, I had dreams of that. I, it's sometimes hard for me to suss out whether I squashed that because there's so many things I've, I, temper or I tamp down to just be able to keep going in a way like um you know nothing's real until it's like there and in your front of your face or on the tv like so um yeah but theater wise I did have a love of theater and that was my initial you know, joy in performing. I mean, I was like the youngest of three girls, which is like uh, quite often typical of comics being the youngest of the family. Um, yeah, the little audience, you, you yeah. pop out to an audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then my sisters did theater and dance and stuff. And my mom's a pianist. And so it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't ever discouraged for me to be a performer. Or like, oh, but how are you going to make a living? You know, it was just sort of like, my mom was always like, you were born to perform. Hmm. I have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My sister and I got it together when, we were like, when I was like 22. Born for it? That's what it says? Yeah. It says oh. born for this. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, man. She would always write that on my little whiteboard. I had a whiteboard on the front of my bedroom door when I was little. Did you guys have that? <laughs> Look, there's good stuff. I, oh, I can't stop. Me neither. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. Wow. She was right. You were born to perform. Like before, I would do speech and debate, or, or like you know, oh, that's... any sort of performance thing. She sounds ever... like a good encourager. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever regret um, disclosure at all, or being candid, almost oh, like yes. casting your pearls to swine sometimes? Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like in the grandest scheme of it all, like I guess, like you know, there's self-preservation. There's being extremely online. I don't know how people do that i mean they often can make you you guys have been in this realm before how much you want to share your your lives are on tv and you're just being you or or i don't know how you guys went into it i assume when you were so young doing it you were just being you yeah like you had that drive to like whatever it was go on an adventure or be on tv or it was like a really cool thing to do when we were younger yeah like i'm not saying it's not cool anymore but like we're 
were drowning in reality yeah. television. Right. You they, know what they, what? they know what they're getting into now. Would yeah. you like submit your... Uh, <laughs> like, she made a VHS. Yeah, like exactly. I, I, I feel like I probably remember your guys's, you know, tapes because we got they used to play them. Yeah, it's like when they played the SNL auditions. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Like, hi, I'm Susie. You know, yeah, what I'm about right. Um, yeah. and then you, you get know, hired to be yourself, and then you think, well, then that's a legitimate career get money <laughs> to be myself, which is ridiculous. And then totally. the podcasting cool. happened. Yeah. So it kind of all did shake it worked out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. It did shake out quite well. But yeah, it's so you, yeah, you can relate to that. And the good thing for you guys, and even for me, early days, right? Like stand up early days, I could show up in pajamas and there weren't photographers. Yeah. And I would be in Chicago looking like, I just would just ride my bike there and do comedy. And now <laughs> awesome. it's a damn photo shoot every show. Ugh, and it's right. like something that it's, it's difficult because it's like, okay, well, we're so, you know, everything's a reflective surface in our, in our world of social yeah. media. And so sometimes it's like, I don't know. It's just a whole different mindset. Like I'm going to a show, which also means I'm going to get my, photograph taken which also means like sometimes i just do not feel like being perceived and mm. yeah if i could just show up to the show and do comedy and know there were no photos i'd probably do more shows mm. i mean it's not because i hate myself i i, I love my body I, I'm, right. I'm embracing my my aging process like i just am like i don't want to field questions about my mental health if this gets posted online because i'm not <laughs> wearing makeup yeah yeah because you have to choose it's like you have to all of a sudden have hot hobbies if you're gonna be like judged by that you can't just go up there and make comedy yeah the hobby i mean even even us like if i i should have just asked you if we were keeping this because i would have just been on time but instead i was like (laughs) you know (laughs) you can't even tell (laughs) i just went on a little well, but it's like, that is actually one of my questions, though, is about your teeth because they're so amazing. I'm like, <laughs> did she get orthodontia? What happened? So they're so beautiful. Oh, if I you. had your situation, I wouldn't even have a makeup bag going on. No, <laughs> you, do. you do. Both are gorgeous. But like, people. what's your what's your okay. secret? <laughs> For real, I've never had orthodontia. <gasps> What? No, okay. you guys, this is a fake tooth right here. Get wait, out of town. Wait, wait, wait. She's not sure <laughs> which one. It's really gross, too. Have you ever had an implant? No. no. Well, it's not wild. in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know more about those. Um, yeah, this is a fake tooth up here. It's oh. wild. What? I got it. Where did the old one go? Um, okay, so I guess, <laughs> lo- long story short, I've always had bad teeth. My first visit to the dentist, I had six cavities as a child. Oh, I think, that I can't, I still took it as fact, but I remember my dentist, who was all of our dentists, me and my sisters, and the father of my one of my sister's, like, sixth grade boyfriends, Dr. Patton was like, you're the youngest, you were born with the least enamel. And I still don't know if that was a bit. <laughs> my, my dentist told my little brother the same thing. I don't know. Okay, so it's not he a said, bit. Your sister took up all the enamel. I have never had a cavity. My brother had like you, like tons when he went in. The I dentist am, said no, this. It might I, be I real. It could be real, or our dentists just all. Just I'm gonna write this down. Are they scared of enamel? 
We made our mom barren of enamel. I'm like, <clears throat> anyway, so this tooth was like, I've always had issues in the back ones and I love candy. I, I love, <laughs> I, I'm better now, but like, I was just a little candy hound, you know? And also I sucked my thumb. Oh, so that's yeah, kind of too. interesting too, Same. that, that mm-hmm. these didn't do anything wild. I mean, if you, wow. here's another thing. I have learned to smile like this. I used to smile like full teeth. So this is what they really look like. (laughs) I used to smile like that. And now I'm like, I I cover them. You know what I mean? Not because they're like, they're not bad. Why did you change? Did you get feedback about it? I mean, I look like a werewolf. Yeah. I mean, I look like, (laughs) I look like the beast in Beauty and the Beast. And he's like, oh, I totally know the scene you're talking about. (laughs) It's like such a little girl smile to be like, I'm happy, but they're you know. so pretty. So yeah. I, you know, Thank show you. them off. So I do brush them. Um, <laughs> I toss. I'm a water. Sarah pick. just got a water pick. She won't shut I, up about. I won't, okay, I'm well, getting if you it had for an implant. Me. You would need it, but okay. the water pick is amazing. The implant is disgusting. Okay, so huh. how do we describe it? It's sort of okay. This started to bother me a little before I went and worked on Good Boys, that movie up in Vancouver, which is where it was shot. And I went to the dentist, he, he scared the crap out of me. I was like, this is going to be a huge problem. And it might hit you like out of nowhere. And I was like, he's like, but I can't do it. I don't have time. <laughs> he was some sort of endodontist or something. So then I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to find something. He found somebody in Vancouver for me. The set, the set PA took me to my appointment. It was, they pulled the tooth, which by the way, I was like a local anesthetic, like pills, yeah. I think. So I couldn't feel, and then they numbed it. So I woke up, like I didn't feel anything. I woke up to her, like, like her knee up on oh, my, I'm her no. knee was like up on the chair like this. And she was going, and my, I woke up like this, like that. And she, I looked up and she goes, she's like looking down on me. And she's like, this one's just a little bit tough like that. And I was like, oh my God. But I didn't feel anything. <laughs> And then the set PA, uh, Alyssa was great. And she picked me up and took me to where they, they put us up in like apartments. And you, I must've, this is the, see, this is a perfect example actually of of power structure, um, on set, which is, I said, let's go get donuts. And she listened to me. Yeah. I shouldn't have been eating. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have been eating anything. They said, don't eat anything and don't sleep on this side. I ate three donuts and I fell asleep on that side. I, I woke up in a bloodbath. My pillows were covered in blood, and I was like, Alyssa, <laughs> why did you let this happen? I know, but it just goes to show, like, when people were like, oh, I didn't pressure her to do anything. It's like, you're the boss. You know what right. I mean? Like, what you oh. say, they're going to listen to you. Yeah. So, anyway, my, my benign example of donuts, but anyway, I've taken us on a tangent. You okay. ask, keep asking wonderful <laughs> questions, and then I started talking about my teeth, but oh, no, you did bring that up. Okay. Wait. But, in all fairness, she did. Okay, so so they pull this out. Then they do a bone graft of cow bones, bovines. Stop. Pack, bovine. pack it in there, right? Mm-hmm. But then you just have no freaking tooth for a while. So there's a couple old photos where I'm smiling oh. real big, and there's just a hole oh. right there. You, if you look real close, <laughs> no. you can see it. You have to wait for that to take. Yeah. Because it because if you didn't, you you get it. It would be like yeah. putting a telephone pole in wet cement. Yeah. Oh. You know. So you have to like wait for this to harden. Then they <laughs> drill, which by the way, they drilled up into my sinus on that 
I don't know if it's on accident or whatever. Oh my God. This was back in LA now because that shoot was only like three months or something. Um, yeah. Drilled up into there. That was weird. And there's a lot of pressure like right here for a while and then screw on the implant. But then the issue with the implant is like that, like you have your tooth, it's screwed into the top like this. But then there's kind of like you have to go up and over with your floss. Like, so here's the bottom of your tooth. Uh-huh. Here's your gum. And it's screwed in right here. So you almost have to like go like this. Floss. Floss. Oh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff gets stuck in there. So I'm blowing all kinds of stuff out with the water pick. It's disgusting. It's okay. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, Sue, it's going to be so life changing. I know. I got to get one. Yeah. And you don't even have an implant there. <laughs> right there. Right yeah, there. there. <laughs> right. Okay, but anyway, I have regret divulging things for sure. Absolutely. Either <laughs> Not so much people... for dental care, but... No, that doesn't matter. Why? I Why guess... do you feel like it wasn't honored, what you shared? Um, no. I just think, like, it's tough. It's mm. tough because you're putting yourself out there. You know, when your window's open, it's a beautiful thing. A bird could come sit and fly there and sing yeah. to you. Or someone could throw a dirty diaper through yeah. it, you know? And they do, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like, close your window. Yeah. You never hear the birds again, <sighs> or whatever the hell oh. you want. Or risk yeah. another diaper. So I think, you know, when you're putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way and thinking, like, your perspective on it, and then it just gets thrown back at you, you're like, oh, yeah. gosh, I well, wish I never said anything at all. I bet so, you a lot yeah. of people appreciate that you shared stuff, though. Yeah. I have to basically take solace in that and that you can't live in regret. I did what I did, you know, and my intention to like, particularly like whether I, what I share on stage or even um, just privately online. um, I was really kind of not privately, like publicly about my private life Um, because I had been so forthcoming up to that point about stand up, It felt like, the metaphor I use is like, I've got a megaphone in my hand and if you pinch my butt, everybody's going to hear the squeal. Mm. So it's sort of like, I'm used to being like, he hurt me. Did everybody see that? Don't let him Mm -hmm. hurt you. You know? And then it's like, Oh, you ruined a man's life. You know, I would love to see like, I don't know. It just, it's just for the most part, I agree with you. You can't go back. You can't regret. And I, and that certainly did help people. And it probably saved people from it. um, it, Future. It did. And when I talked about the R word and how you joked about it, I'll cry right now. I'm going to cry. That's just how it's going to go. (laughs) I do the same thing. I always, and I also go, I'm about to cry. Yeah. (laughs) Just like that. I'm about to say, you know, and I talked about it on our show when I was like, it is so important to be able to make jokes like that, that make it, okay and like you said like allows us to like take back power in that way and yeah it it gave like i talk i use it as a therapist when i'm talking to people about it like it is so so helpful and and very impactful for me and funny and hilarious that's like also the most important the funny and Mm -hmm. you know i know at least like for the little bit of of disclosure that well a lot of disclosure we do on here but you know the ways we kind of can often make it into comedy or make light of it sometimes i found it hard to then try to have those same kind of conversations seriously with people because you've already 
turned it into a joke mm. or made like like you know uh yeah uh, uh, sometimes it I I felt for myself I almost like regress a little bit where this thing that I was totally open about and was able to talk about then it became like too open and talk about it free oh, yeah. and I have to like reel it back in and it becomes like my private thing all over again but people don't like that because they're like what the hell you were open about this before why not now right so well, who, it's it's this this yucky feeling of who knows what about me and it's like <laughs> yes I did share it but sometimes it's like who knows what it, right. it, it, it's an interesting feeling and then what you expressed too which is like we think once we've dealt with it and gone to therapy about it or made a joke or moved on it's done and it's not done it's just like an ongoing thing i mean even partner choice and stuff it has to remain an active um discipline otherwise you'll kind of go back to what you're attracted to or what or be pulled towards people who who are scratching that that itch for you or whatever you're just like a magnet you know being hurled towards a fridge being told not to stick yeah Yeah. oh yeah so yeah i think it's just like an ongoing thing where you go it's not like oh i thought i healed from that it's like no because i can be driving and a memory will come to me or whatever somebody says something and it's also too it's like who is allowed to say what um yeah you know, and if it's somebody who you don't feel like you're respected by or somebody who's like, well, I know that thing about you. Like, well, okay, yes, I did. Sh-. You know, it's kind of in that realm of, I'm pulling something out of my butt. Cindy Crawford was mean to me at that cafe I saw her at. It's like, well, maybe she was like going through a hard day. Well, she's famous. That's what she wanted. It's like, right. I don't know if that's what she wanted. You know, like, well, that's what she gets. Yeah. So it's sort of like odd uh, to navigate it in different groups of people, different realms and stuff like that, because people are like, well, you shared it. Now it's mine. Right. But when we've been noticing, like with other people from the show that we've been on the challenge, how it becomes almost automatic that when, when you've been incentivized to, um, share openly and, and it's been commodified sometimes by you and sometimes by other people, um that then you see that as your value so they just share automatically because they think that that's their only value Mm -hmm. is disclosure and it feels so troubling sometimes sarah and i will be like we need to reach out to this person they they don't have to tell everything they don't have to right um just you can say no yeah you can set a boundary yeah Yeah, some stuff's just for you even like some i remember just like speaking of the photos at a show if a photographer's like, can we get your portraits? You know, this is just me doing a random show in LA. And this sounds like to somebody else maybe like, oh, it's a privilege. Or, you know, you get to get your photo taken for free or whatever it is. Oh, you're complaining about your photo taken. And it's like, well, but beyond that, it's like the photographer says like, I'm making this up, like be sexy. Okay, now be funny. Now you're a detective. And then if you just (laughs) do all those things, (laughs) online there's a photo of you that's like, yeah. Oh. You're describing my very first cast photo that they did for the challenge, Susie on the Ruins. They were like, okay, now do a goofy one. And they chose that. Yes, they always choose that. One that they used. And I'm (laughs) going like this. Right, right. Meanwhile, it's all these sexy girls in bikinis. (laughs) And then Sarah going like this. You're like, like, okay, well, now I know 
my I know who I am on the show. Yeah. The only thing yeah. expect for me is to be able to wacky. Yeah, so I'm I guess the I'm... horse girl for forever is who I am. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I know. And then you can internalize all kinds. Of, like, obviously, it's important to be safe in yourself, confident in yourself, and have it all come from within. It's very difficult to have that be happening. So, yeah, you can go, well, I know I'm, I feel confident. I feel attractive. It's like, or you can go, so they think I'm the funny, ugly one. Cool. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> or the sidekick. Yeah. Or the sidekick. That's totally <laughs> I, see how, I see how I've been cast here, which is, yeah. can be brutal in that way. You know, or you're just like, oh, God. We've Which already probably, kept you too long, but I yeah. feel like I, no, you, I would be remiss. I'll hang out with you all day. <laughs> I really want to talk about your dad real bad. Yeah. Oh. We can talk about whatever you want. Okay. Best. So that guy seems like a real character. <laughs> I love how I go, we can talk about whatever you want after I just was like, and it's important to set <laughs> Right. <laughs> you have to respect yourself. <laughs> Respect yourself, safe place, blah, blah, blah. It, it is different when when you know someone's not trying to do like gotcha journalism, which has happened to no. me many times. Right. It, it, it's like you're driving on the road and like, so was it fun being on phone? And then they're like, what's it like after you got ARD? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly, I've been literally like sideswiped no. in, in interviews like that. Absolutely. Oh, so God. those are also the things that make you regret sharing or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. people mishandling set and setting as they say yeah yes (laughs) Um, no i just love that you include a lot about your family but in particular how you know people are multitudes and (laughs) how it i really appreciate that it's not just like a villain villain and hero scenario it's just like right this is my life true and I don't know if that's how you would characterize the way you share it, but that's how I yeah. perceived it. I'm glad. I, I, I like hearing the, your reflection of it. It's one of those things where it's like, sure, you know, at some point in time, people stick with their, that you have a chosen family or your or given family that you make work or, you know, you make your choices in that way. You don't always have to stick with them. But um, I think something that is important about life is that everybody's not one thing. I think as a child, the way I grew up is like, you're good or you're bad. Mm -hmm. And that can result in unhealthy behavior as an adult. You know, like if in class you got in trouble, it's like, well, I wasn't talking. They did it. You know, it it almost results in that sort of like, I'm good and you're bad. And we like being able to point at someone who's bad because then it's not us. And, And so my dad has definitely, you know, done things in the past that are not okay and you have to ask yourself is someone a forever monster or is there eventual redemption and it doesn't mean it's easy and it is ongoing you know they're just like we just said with even healing it's like he still says things that upset me i've gone periods of time not talking to him yeah especially after we talked about partner assault it's like he left me a wild ass voicemail after that and it's like and I felt upset mm-hmm. and it's like, I guess it's my job to explain to you why yeah, I didn't want to hear that from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause it feels like you had a bit of a hand in it. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's sort of like, and, and, and he also, you know, struggles with mental illness. And so it's like, you have to have compassion. You also, it's just like people are contained multitudes. We know that yeah. everybody's not all one thing. And so can you 
leave room for them while also taking care of yourself. So I can love my dad and we can definitely not see eye to eye on something as long as we're both not constantly trying to change each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it'd be nice if you could hear each other out and have that shift a little with understanding. I feel like exposure and experience always shift people's worldview. Um, but with my dad in particular, um, it is important to just continue and to maintain relationships, I suppose, with people who think differently. I mean, that is what I loved about Sarah Silverman's show. I love your America and what she was attempting to do, which is like, yes, reach across the aisle, but like hear from these people and have them hang out with her and see it's like, I'm not a monster just because you think differently and neither are you, you know, it's sort of just like the left. And, well, the right, particularly on issues that I don't agree with, can be so loud. And it's not representative of even a group or a number of people. It's just so loud. You know, the shame that comes with some of the stuff that with someone being very loud on a topic affects your your feeling and your experience with it, too. Um, so, yeah, I guess that is a, a, I, that was a really long answer and I was kind of all over the place, but it's because my relationship with him is also all over the place. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff we see differently on relates to those topics for sure. Um, I'm glad you shared it. I felt like that was, so it was funny, but it was also (laughs) like, that's the experience of so many people where it's all the things and weird and dysfunctional and there's love and. Right. Because it's like, you know, that person is going to be gone at some point in time. And did you want to deal with it differently? What are they capable of in regard to change or understanding? Or, I mean, some people are very limited in there. Yeah. Very limited. Not a lot of room for movement as my therapist likes to put it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, what, what do I do on my end? You know, keep my side as, as clean as possible. So I'm not holding on to things, but like, Yeah. I I just am sort of thinking like too, whenever I do talk about something like that openly, well, first of all, it was definitely people who've come before me, women who've come before me, like um, who allowed me to have the courage to even say some of those things on stage. It's weird. All these little hills and valleys we go through and stand up about what's acceptable, what's talked about, what's not, you know, because women in the eighties were absolutely talking about abortion. And so it's sort of interesting yeah. how we've, we two steps forward, one step back. And there's so many, you know, outspoken, cool, very, you know, liberal comics in the 80s, Women of the Night, uh, HBO series. And it's like, but yeah, because someone like Liz Winstead talking openly about that, that gave me the courage to then be like, yeah, same. So it's sort of like, and it doesn't matter how many, it doesn't matter anything. It's the fact that like, there was a time where I was nervous to talk about it on stage and I'm not anymore. And the minute I normalize it, Hmm. um, there is undoubtedly lots of women in the crowd who have had an abortion. (laughs) doesn't mean they need to, yeah, 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 let's see. It's just all they have to do is sit there and go, oh, she's cool. She did that. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, this is why it opens us up to so many criticisms. Because like, oh, it's not cool. And you should feel bad about it. It's a sad thing. It's like, or it was something I chose to do. It was healthcare. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't need to justify it, but it's just sort of like, that is the, the, the issue when you are talking about something that tends to be controversial. Like, well, you should be sad about it. It's like, or, or I shouldn't be, you mm-hmm. know, like, 
or I'm actually very responsible. And w- what occurred was you, you don't even, you don't know my story. That's why I, I think it's important to read on so many different people's stories. Shout your abortion is a great Instagram to read all kinds of different oh. feelings and, and views on it. It's a great way to like, be like, okay, yeah, there's all co- different kinds of reasons and yeah. places. But when I'm normalizing it, when I talk about something on stage, which used to be scary for me, someone just can see it and go, okay, I'm not so bad or whatever they're feeling. And other people in comics and friends know they could always call me and be like, I'm feeling sad. I'm going through this. It's like, yeah, you're sad because you're hormonal. And you're also sad because everybody has shamed you Mm -hmm. for a really long time. (laughs) The world is loud with shame. So yeah, yeah, you're feeling stuff that you aren't even, you didn't create, you know, you're just existing in the world. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. You sound like a really good friend too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to make you feel not bad about that stuff. Oh. Would you say that you would be willing to be our best friend or? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad willing. she said it, not me. <laughs> I am willing. We, um, so also too, this is, I mean, I know I'm being an idiot or whatever, but, um, <laughs> so, um, early days. So I worked in a bagel shop for years at one at Miami university in Ohio, and then one in Chicago at Chicago bagel authority. Anyway, in college, <laughs> I don't, this is the perfect place to tell this story, to be honest. <laughs> I worked at the bagel shop. You, it was called Bagel and Deli. It was so cool. It was an honor to work there. It was like our own little sorority fraternity type thing. Very deadhead, hippie-ish people. And it was, you had to memorize all the bagels. We all took our job very seriously because it was an honor to work there. And students could submit a bagel. We put it up. If it got ordered enough, it stays on the menu. And we had... All kinds of bagels, you know, like I'm trying to think of funny examples. The Tanya Harding Club. Um, I mean, but um, <laughs> the there's like Studs Turkle. Well, maybe that's the Chicago version. There was like O'Doyle Rules, like all kinds nice. of bagels that kids, students made up. And uh, like the Five O was like bacon and cream cheese. And anyway, <laughs> you get it. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry. I'm like, really, I just got to get it out. Johnny Bananas comes up with a bagel. He's he's dating some girl at my university for a while there. She was Billy Joel. We were somehow like known for being like hot gals at Miami University in Ohio, the center for paper science engineering. Anyway, um, well, I hated him like with a passion. Like I I, I hated him. I hate his character. I, I don't even know what it is. It's just like not my we know. We, we know what, what it is, is. Just, yeah well just you guys good are instinct this is what you have now, this is like what would it have been you know 2005 or something who fucking knows um i kept taking a sign down so people couldn't <laughs> order it see he calls see. and asks to speak with me no oh, my yeah. god so i'm on the la- we're on a landline here I'm talking to Johnny Bananas in Oxford, Ohio. Oh my god! I did I didn't do it for attention? I did it because I don't like the guy. I don't want to have a bagel at my bagel shop that people order because they think he's cool. He's a fucking douche. So I take it down. He calls you guys. Wow. You guys, manager. He white. I'm the one who's tearing it down. He goes, <laughs> I I don't want to get this wrong because I, I, let's just say it's not verbatim. Like, but I'm not exaggerating. 
He was like, I'm a fucking star. You're going to be, you'll amount to fucking nothing. You're in Oxford, Ohio. You'll never be anything, you bitch. Something like this. It was like, you're, it was like, I'm a star. Leave my shit up. Don't touch it again. You'll never be anything. So my whole life's work has been. (laughs) (laughs) You owe it to that. Look, I'm, he's still, I'm sure he still has more followers than me, but someday. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is. This is the greatest thing because Susie and I, when we were on our first challenge together, Johnny <laughs> told us that the only reason we were friends, like that we, this was just a, a showman, a showmance, and we weren't really <laughs> friends. So we always joke that we're, we've only kept in this friendship to prove like this is my whole life's work. <laughs> All of our careers are <laughs> you know what he would say? Him. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what he would say? You're welcome. Yeah. Bitches. I did that on purpose. No, I don't. I don't know him. And what obviously, was this bagel? was this was like 2005. You guys, what were I mean, the ingredients? Or 07, 07. It was a either I think it was a banana nut bagel with we had a banana nut and cinnamon raisin. But yeah, I think it was banana nut bagel. I think it was either peanut butter or cream cheese with bananas and cinnamon sugar. I'm almost positive. But here's the thing: we already had a banana surprise, which was like so so it's similar. Redundant. We had banana surprise is like we have shirts that say banana surprise, like. It was one of our most popular bagels. So when he comes in with this Johnny Banana shit, I was like, S my D. We don't need it. We have a banana bagel. And if you want to switch the peanut butter to cream cheese, I can. So yeah, the banana surprise was cream cheese, cinnamon sugar, banana on a banana nut. I, I did not see this coming. This never... was some sort of different version of that. And I was like, we don't need it. We don't need it. We, we don't want any. This is proof <laughs> that this is all a simulation. I'm we're creating right. our own reality. Isn't Somehow I created this. I don't. I, maybe you're the main character in your story, but in mine, <laughs> my favorite comedian is telling me that my arch nemesis is also hers. I think this was not in it my feels ordained. Part. When people tell me that the, he's their favorite, I'm I'm like, you might not be my friend, right? Yeah, you're right. I don't know if I can trust you. <laughs> my god but obviously people change yada 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 people do 13 he doesn't (laughs) that's ridiculous thank you for sharing that what a a treat what a treat what a treat anyway thank you for having me we love you you're the best don't stop i love you guys thanks for having me bye friends